You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Seven oh seven in the morning. Christopher D. Simone, Matthew E. S. Q. Good morning, Jonathan Hoffman, the Feral Libertarian, editor, publisher of the of uh, PimaPerspectives.com, with a variety of different columnists doing national and regional stories, including the irrepressible Craig Can Tony, mm. who's always doing good work. Absolutely. If you missed my interview with Dr. Robert Malone yesterday, I need you to go to KVOI.com. And it is presently be basically he took all the narratives that were sold to you by Fauci, Burks, Doctor Cullen, all these folks, and he literally flushed them down the toilet. That was an amazing interview with an insider who knew. Yep, I mean this is the guy who invented mRNA vaccine technology. So uh, check it out. Go to kvoi.com again. YouTube coming soon, and let's go to uh, YouTube superstar uh, U.S. Congressman David Schweiker. David, you're on with Chris and uh, Jonathan Hoffman. What's up, bud? Yeah, you, you make fun of my YouTubes. But you got to admit, it is a weird world when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, people are willing to watch um, you know, some idiot giving them an hour lecture on how screwed we are over the debt. Well, what's great about it too is I noticed you, 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 you uh, when you're on the house floor, you like to you're like one of these Instagram girls taking pictures of themselves like in front of a fancy restaurant. You're like, hey, 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 you're like, hey, I don't know how it happened, but I had like four hundred thousand views yesterday on my <laughs> thing about Social Security going crapped out in ten years. I just, <laughs> it's sim- well, similar hey, dynamic. Well, I, I'm going to go slightly the different direction because I don't like the way you went. Um, Shocking. <laughs> I actually consider it incredibly hopeful. Um, it, 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 you and I have been having these conversations now for years. Yep. And a couple of years ago, you know, even you would get impact like, you know, input that, well, this isn't interesting. You know, why Schweiker does such a downer? No one wants to hear numbers on the radio. No one cares. And now all of a sudden, like in the last year and a half or so, people seem to say, hey, maybe it is a big deal that I retire in 10 years and the day I retire, Social Security will already have cut my check by 23% because the trust fund's gone. Oh, and by the way, the Transportation Trust Fund, the Social Security Disability Trust Fund, the Medicare Trust Fund, actually, Social Security Disability has a little longer, but the Medicare Trust Fund's gone. Um and, and, and these aren't little rounding errors. The hardest part is how do you communicate the scale of these dollars? You know, because you get the brain trust. If you ever read the comments, which will half the comments, you realize America's getting it. The other half the comments, these people need to go back on the Prozac. Um, just get rid of congressional salaries. That takes care of the problem. Just get rid of foreign aid. So you keep showing things. Okay, all of foreign aid is like twelve to fourteen days of borrowing out of a year. So you're you're um, you're looking at polls. You have some. You know, you're one of those kids who knows how to read cross tabs and all that yeah. stuff. So I, I used as a kid. That was one of my jobs. I put myself through college. I did. I'd love to say I did the statistics. All I did is build the tables for a polling firm. So, yeah. Okay. Well, so my question for you is, so on this this awareness of the time bomb of the of the finances as a relation to your Social Security check, Medicare, and other things, right? 
where is the awareness of the average American, right? And where, so we understand there's engaged. Very, very small, very small. It, it, there is a interesting thing. People that listen to shows like yours have dramatically higher awareness of reality than the person who's in the car next to you right now listening to, you know, the contemporary music station. No, it's so. true. It's so so. That's the thing, right? Is how do you so? Jonathan was was bringing up. Um, uh, uh, Congresswoman Lesko brought up this legislation to protect women from gender ideology, right? And Jonathan, why why was this something that you you wanted to talk to? Well, because you hear all the time about how reality is being picked apart by these uh, <clears throat> left wing interests because they they want to. They want to pick apart everything, take everything apart, so they can replace it with their, with their uh, um, socialist utopia. They're, they're all authoritarian utopians, and this this is one of the ways they do it. They 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 <clears throat> blur the line between reality and fiction, and one of the ways they do it is by changing it. it if you can take abstractions like like the language, okay, <clears throat> excuse me, and you you can change it. You can change meanings and everything. But the real trick is when you shift from the abstraction to the physical reality. And if you can do that, baby, then you've got you've got it. You've got the bull by the horns. If you can convince well, I, people, I need, you, I need you to be. I need you to be even more cynical. Do you have a hard lefty in, in your sphere of people you communicate with? Yes. Okay. They actually, this isn't an abstraction to them. This is actually right. how they view the world. Um, they now just believe you must view the world the same way they do. Um, you know, I, I, we had this family doctor who all of a sudden started sending us letters saying, you know, it's time for your physical and and then and my pronouns are this. Well, we went and found a different doctor, but this doctor really, really thought it was important for everyone to know what he thought his pronouns should be. At that point, you're living in, in lunacy because that was more important for him to communicate than the fact that he was a qualified medical person. I mean, what's the motive on these people? It's the virtue signaling. So here's here's the part, and this is going to tie back to the awareness of this, right? Is so, uh, let's say this, you know, this this is going to get put to a vote, right? And mm -hmm. we and we have the Democrats who are going to vote against it, right? Yeah. So is the question is as Dennis Prager describes our party, the stupid party? Can the stupid party figure out how to make this and market this as an election issue, right? Because that's the problem, um, right? Because we should be. I, I mean, I would literally have. I, I, I was telling Jonathan, I want a commercial with a guy in his basketball uniform beating up women on a basketball court and say, well, "This I, I is what to, I need to. I need you to dig into this a little bit more." Here's one of our problems: um, if someone's a Republican, they're voting for the Republican. If they're Democrat, they're voting for the Democrat. We have a problem, particularly in districts like mine, where I'm in a fifty-fifty district. Um, my independence, my, you know, the better educated a person is in my district, the more likely they're now voting for the Democrat. Um, 
we often have an issue like this that, that, that makes sense saying, look, I want my little girl to grow up in a world where she can be a little girl. My little boy isn't being propagandized. Guess what? My independent voters don't care. That's not they, they would like us to give a damn about their gas and their grocery prices. The fact they can't afford their rent. And there becomes often the classic problem of issues that burn in your soul and my soul. That isn't what they're interested in. And, and, and we got to be very careful that we don't engage in that arrogance of, well, they need to care about what I care about. No, we need to care about what those marginal votes that we need to win and talk about that we also have solutions about what those independent voters care about and not get trapped. And this is a really good issue. All my Republicans care about it. I don't know. I, I, to me, I just figured the, 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 the independent out there who's not one way or the other on this, the idea of having the uh, guys competing with women in sports and this type of thing, which, which should, should, it should make sense. Deal. But you're telling me it what should, you're seeing is they don't I, care. No, I, that's not what I said. What I said is you, that's why God created polling. Remember, that's where this started. And you, you, you poll and poll and poll and poll, and you focus group, and you understand saying, I'm not going to be such an arrogant jerk that I'm going to make these people uh, listen to what I care about, and I'm not going to go to where they're at and talk about what they care about. If that's what they care about, if, they, if my independent voters that I need to win, now if you're in a, I understand, you know, I understand. If, you're in, if you're in a Lesco district or Andy Biggs district or you know, some of these others, Paul Gosar district, you, you only need the Republicans. You don't need anyone else. Right. But to win the majority in Congress, you got to go to where those marginal, the, the, that next margin of votes you need and figure out what their concerns are. I understand. I want to. I, I agree you need to do that as uh, in order to win and more importantly as your duty to represent your constituents. At the same time, while you're doing that, you got to realize that we're in a war, and it's a war oh, yeah, footing. The Democrats do. are at, at, at the war, and if, and if you're not going to get on a war for footing, we're going to lose. We're going to lose it all. What you find, though, is, and where I've had amazing success with even my, some of my soft Democrats, is when I try to demonstrate that what the left has done has crushed poor people, yeah. has doubled homelessness in many of my zip codes, the, the fentanyl that's just polluting your kids is, is, is comes from Democrat policies. And all of a sudden, um, explaining, as you say, the policy war that we're in, but, but bringing it to their neighborhood, bringing it to their family, bringing it to, you know, the why there's a you know, group of homeless drug addicts living in the alley behind their house and say, let me walk you through. If you have open border policy and fentanyl becomes $12 to be high for the day, guess what happens? So, so you're absolutely right, but you've got to talk up to those voters. You don't, you, know, you don't do platitudes. You walk them through why Democrat policies are destroying their, and, their future. And we've been pointing it out on this show because we're ground zero on Democrat policies in Tucson, Pima oh, County, yes. crushing the working poor. They crush them mm -hmm. all the time. All right. When we come back, we got to talk to Congressman Schweikert about his appearance on Tucker Carlson a few nights ago. So, 
I'm fascinated in him tackling this one. So, <laughs> seven nineteen in the morning. It's a rodeo kind of Thursday rodeo parade coming up. Uh, what time? It starts at nine o'clock, right, Matthew? Parades at nine. Yes. Beautiful. All right. The Hoff and D Simone wake up Tucson ten thirty. The Voice Local News and Talk. All right. Yeah. Little Susie Bogus doing uh, bogus, someday soon. Bogus. Is it Bogus? Yes. It's not Bogus. All right. We're gonna figure that out before it's all over. <laughs> Uh, we're celebrating uh, Rodeo Tucson Rodeo 2023. Parade starts in about an hour and a half. David Schweikert sounds like he's at a rodeo. So, David, welcome no, back. No, sir. no. The this seven-month-old has figured out how to um, – has a little scooter thing, and he's oh. running around the family room, and uh, he wanted to share. Not a problem. <laughs> we, love, we love having the family on the air. So let's go to your uh, Tucker Carlson interview. Um, uh, you know, the um, where you um, I, 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 all the things we've ever talked about, you and I have never talked about the whether or not we know everything about the JFK assassination. What? How did how 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 did this coming out? Why now? Um, look, I, I have this. I know I mostly do economic stuff, but I have this one side theory, and, and I'm going to geek out because you're one of the few people who will tolerate it. <laughs> um, it's a thing called information theory. It basically means hey. You want a society to stick together? Tell them the truth. Right. Just just let it hang out. You know, hey, we did something stupid. We did something well. It's almost like what you've been learning about COVID. If um, the, the brain trust had just said, hey, this is what we know today. Guess what? Tomorrow we're going to be wrong because we're going to have new information. They've been willing to change it, but they were too damn arrogant. Um, well, now we have something like the Kennedy Papers. They were, they were all supposed to be released in 2017. That was the law. And there was one little catch in there saying, well, but if for national security, for this, for that, or it embarrasses people, uh, and both President Trump and now President Biden have taken about 3% of the documents and either dramatically redacted them or not released them. And, and when you do that, I think you create more problems in society than you do whoever or whatever you're protecting. Um, tell us the truth. Apparently, Americans are like adults. You know, they may not be happy, but they can handle it. So I guess the question is, did you think about introducing a bill like this when Trump was president, or why now? Oh, no, we've had versions of this sort of thing of much broader access to public documents. This one just popped about six weeks ago, when the Biden administration chose not to release, um, you know, so functionally continue an extension on this. So basically, there, the, I guess the thing is, is that whatever the three is in the three percent, both the Trump and uh, Biden administration think it's basically so horrible that the United States, the the citizens' trust in government, will even fall deeper into the toilet. Well, but there becomes the problem. We have no idea. They right. give this nice platitude saying, well, you know, it's been 60 years since the assassination. Um, and but we're not going to release this for national security purposes. And it lets the imaginations go crazy places. Um, and we've had occasions like this where we have forced the government to release something and you get it and you go, that's what they were embarrassed about. Or right. that's hurt someone's feelings. Um, and other things we found out that they've done outrageous things. Um, if you, if you can't stand up and particularly this president and give speeches about 
you know, there's no one trusts institutions anymore <laughs> and then have the institutions hide information. Right. Well, I guess the question is, you know, I, I assume there's Democrats, a bunch of Democrats that will vote against this because Biden doesn't want it. Right. Mm-hmm. And can you, can you, I, I still think this is when I can get through the house. Um, Senate, now, Senate will be fascinating. Well, Yes, it will be, because you, you have some very interesting personalities when it comes to the security state in the Senate. Well, Congressman Schweikert, thanks for a nice half hour as always, sir. I wish you good things, and now to go change a diaper. All right. <laughs> you have a good day. U.S. Congressman David Schweikert, I do want to apologize to Hoff. It is Susie Bogus. Bogus. Both are rough. Anyway, you're on the Wake Up Tucson show, 1030 Voice, local news and talk. Oh, we need the chicken wire. Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. Christopher D. Simone, the Hoff is here. Uh, I always wanted to be Rowdy Yates. <laughs> we got the old uh, rodeo going on right now in Tucson, Arizona, uh, going through this Sunday. And uh, always a good shot to go uh, hit the rodeo. And then there's some really good restaurants, of course, within seven minutes that you should go hit down there. Whether uh, and, and my buddy Ramon, who owns Merendero, owns that corner, that northeast corner of uh, right by the right across the street of uh, Irvington and Sixth. Sixth. So there's La Esquina, which is Little Taqueria, which is very good. And then he owns the other restaurant right there, which has the greatest. One of the greatest salsas ever where basically he takes jalapenos, fries them in olive oil, and then takes those and just whips them up in a food processor so it emulsifies. It's like this emulsified green goodness. Mm. Got some kick. If you're, if you're a spice, you got any sure. spice here, don't touch it. It would totally work, though. But it's just like that with a cup of coffee when you go there in the morning. Chef's kiss, baby. Chef's kiss. I, I did remember an hour ago I teased everyone and then got into two interviews. So I, I, I you know, classic D Simone, right? So I was talking about this um, um, TPD officer who lost his leg, where he was guarding someone who was basically one of these homeless guys in the street that was conked out, and then someone not paying attention, or maybe they were drugged out also, uh, basically uh, ran into and knocked out and injured him to a part where he lost his leg. Mm. from the knee down. So I see this story on K, uh, KVOA. It's also been covered by the other ones, right? And we have uh, the Eric Fight Foundation is covering, they need to raise money to help him recover, right? And so I, I was sitting there going, here's a guy, he just joined the force two years ago, right? He gets, he loses his leg in the line of duty. Lower leg, yep. Okay. But somehow we're fundraising for him. All right. So I asked one of my police officers and I said, I said, the city doesn't insure officers who get hurt in the line of duty. What am I missing here? He goes, I think the money's used to help with the long recovery. He was new. He doesn't have sick leave to cover him until disability kicks in. Okay. So the city doesn't have a plan to cover him on the short term. I mean, think about this. So you're giving your life and now or your leg for this, 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 this city. So he loses his leg, but the city doesn't is going to, because he doesn't have enough sick sickly because he only been around. There's now going to be a gap in his pay. Well, how the hell does that happen? 
Aflac. I wonder if you can buy short-term. I wonder if you can buy short-term disability insurance. I get it. Maybe there was an opportunity, but don't you think, as a police officer, you would be you would be covered if you all the way. Right. right. He was on the job all the way. Yep. It's a job-related injury. Absolutely. Right. It's not like he fell off his ladder at home. Right. Not like he dropped a keg on his foot at a party at home. It's, Correct. It's, this is in the line of duty, on duty, a work-related in, uh, injury. And we have a gap in his coverage that we need to go fundraising for him? Um, my buddy said uh, city's covering medical expenses. Who knows he'll be able to come back to full duty, right? And I said, but even that gap's unacceptable. Thanks for I said, thanks for losing your leg for the city. Now let's do a fundraiser, right? Uh, he says, we typically try to raise money through charitable organizations for officers who have something traffic. Hopefully, they can use the money to get a p- good personal injury lawyer because the city will try to screw him at some point. <laughs> he's he, he's a TPOA, mem- TPOA member, so he doesn't have the best legal coverage. <laughs> Zinger. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, I'm not saying you should. I mean, we want to help this poor guy out, right? So, Eric Height Foundation's collecting money for him. But I'm just telling you. It is unacceptable for a guy to lose his leg in the line of duty, and now there's a gap in his income because he doesn't have enough leave time and before disability kicks in? What what the hell are we doing? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. So, anyway. We can all agree it makes no sense. Thank you, sir. You think if you have people that are working in inherently dangerous... Right. You just that, that would it. just be part of the package. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, let's go to the uh, the. D- d- was there something else you want to say? No. I, okay. I, I I I've known you well enough that I, I thought I heard a inhalation, the exhalation <laughs> of words. So rolled doll, oh, rolled boy. doll. He is the author of such things as Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, James and the Giant Peach, and a various uh, and other uh, books, uh, Matilda. And um, so, what happened was their cha- his uh, Matilda publisher is changing some of their uh, some of the words, and. Um, so uh, this also comes from the, the, the Telegraph in the UK. Um, this is across his beloved children's books. Hundreds of authors' words have been changed, entirely removed in a bid for relevancy. So is this like 1984? They call the writers to come in and give rewriting assignments to bring the books up to date? It's exactly like 1984 <laughs> is what it is. This is 1984 leaning into... Uh, Fahrenheit 451 is where you're at. So again, you can't, um, you can't, uh, again, Gustas glue. We just talked about Augustus. Uh, he's, sure. he's the large uh, child from Germany who was so into eating that he actually, you know, when he, he was drinking the chocolate river water and fell into the whole thing. So now, in, in theory, they should not be able to do that without the author's permission that or, is what the deal is. Or the permission of the author's estate. So it matters what the deal is, right? Yeah. That his estate handed all over to them for the, the bigger payout, maybe. Or a pay, or they weren't paying attention, right? Uh, so, of course, um, they're going to make the Oompa Loompas gender neutral. 
Okay. Uh, you can call Augustus Gloob is going to be enormous instead of fat. Uh, Mrs. Twit is no longer ugly in the twits, but she will be beastly. The cloud man. That makes it better. The, cl- yeah. <laughs> the cloud <laughs> man British. and James and Giant Peach will be called cloud people. Um. So. John- and uh, Shapiro, I think, was saying the other day that uh, that the parents would not be referred to as mother and father, I think, or something along those lines. The, the kids' parents. That's- which, come on. Um, uh, paleness, meanwhile, will be cons- also considered controversial or the lack of it. References of being white in the face, white as paper, or turning white are changed to avoid using the word white or removed altogether. <laughs> While a simple description of two machines in the Fantastic Mr. Fox as black is excised. So... There's that there's that great Venn diagram that says you know here's Brave New World, right? <laughs> here's this, right. It's got the circle Brave New World. It's got 1984, right? Fahrenheit 451, and I feel like I'm missing another one. Uh, let's bring on Bill Beard. He can tell me what the other circle is, and then it, it all intersects and it says this is and you are here. <laughs> yeah, Billy Beard, what's up, buddy? Uh, yeah, good morning. Um, uh, my pro- part with the uh, problem with the whole Venn diagram you just described is that um, I keep hearing a Benny Hill theme song playing over the top of the Venn diagram because that's the world we are in. Uh, as long as the right people feel good about whatever it is they're doing, they're changing, etc., it doesn't matter. These very same people if the circumstances were reversed and it was one of their sacred cows that were somehow being changed or modified or made to look better because it would make certain people feel less offended, then all of a sudden they would be screaming bloody murder. And the, 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 the reality is there is a certain segment, and it's probably becoming a majority for all too many uh, instances, of the population where as long as it doesn't personally offend, it's okay. But we have to go back to history and remember that when you don't stand up for things that you might find a little offensive to defend someone else's right to offend, um, we end up in a world where uh, no one can be offended and we live in a prison of our own making. No, amen, right? So this we, we, we hear this phrase, critical thinking, right? And what we should be doing is teaching critical thinking, leave everything like it is, and let the student figure out whether or not this is crap or not, right? That's where you're at, exactly. right? Exactly. You know, it, it's like the rewriting of history. The reason you teach history as it was was so people can learn from the mistakes that were made. Right. Well, again, I can, I'll, I'll keep saying it, right? Faith, family, and schools. That's the only way. If you're, if you're not working on improving the, the products of what's coming out of faith, family, and schools, this is where you're, this is where you're, this is where you're going, right? And it, it, it's not like we're, for all of this crap that's being thrown out of the last 20, 30 years in academia, are are the are the are the students coming out of academia better, stronger citizens? And I would argue, no, right? No, nope. they're uh, they're 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 scared little technocrats 
who, if it's not on their phone, how many people of these people, you know, if they can't find their phone, their whole life is blown apart. Right. That's, that's what I see. So, and back, and back to the discussion we had earlier, Jonathan was Schweikert about gender ideology, right? We'll just redefine the word, the definition of the word is. Yeah. the, The thing about gender is that it's a grammatical term. It's not a sub. It's not a synonym for sex. They're two different, disassociated things. They're vaguely associated in that they both have mas- have masculine and feminine terms used for attributes. But gender is a grammatical term. There, it's an abstraction. Sex is what people have so to speak right people don't have gender words have gender people have sex don't confuse the two because that's how you commandeer you change reality by commandeering the abstract and then once you can commandeer the physical reality and change that in people's minds then you've got the uh world by the uh by the neck well, and you you have a you have a society that we all we're doing is breaking down into our, all we're doing is going back to the tribalism, right? They yep. just they just figured out how to make just do uh, just just sh- just make it uh, like a shattered mirror, man. The, the the tribalism is just off the yeah, wall. Yeah, and the ultimate in tribalism is um, multi generation guilt, right? And that's that's what you're seeing now with with the woke business. That uh, white people are bad because their ancestors, they carry the guilt of ancestors. And that is a primitive tribal thing that we theoretically had moved beyond a long time ago. Again, I know tribalism is human nature, but the powers that be are taking advantage of it and pushing it to the hilt right yeah. now. So yeah. it's, it's a big I'm, I'm, step I'm, backwards. I'm remembering, you know, in, in the past, we had leaders that, you know, uh, if there was something that they found morally wrong, they went to the heart of why it was morally wrong and made the argument, uh, whether it was, um, you know, Abraham Lincoln, um, you know, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, they went to the heart of what the problem was and found a solution. Uh, we don't do that anymore. We just get offended by something and we stand up and rage. Bill Beard, great call as always, my friend. Have a good day. Seven nine zero twenty forty. Lawrence, hold on. We'll get to you. He has gratitude towards the Hoff Daddy, which is great. Mike Zinkin talking Oral Valley Checks coming up the at eight oh seven in the morning. This was called for by some of my prog rockers after I already put it on the list. ELP, little Copeland hoedown. Here we go. All right, little George Strait on at Rodeo Thursday. Lawrence, hold on. You're gonna have to hold on to your thank your your, uh, your thanks to for uh, Hoff Daddy. We have our good friend Diana Cannon here from the Humane Society of Southern Arizona. Good morning. Good morning, young lady. How are you? Very well. Good to see you. Good to see you. Haven't seen you in a while. It has been a while. Since the last time I saw you, was putting on the dog. Yes, that was a very Lu- fun. Of- and you had Luna there. Absolutely. She did great. She was the bell of the ball. And guess what? Since that time, yes, we have added another pooch to the Cannon household. I saw that on your uh, Facebook page. <laughs> yes, yes. So you and, she was found. You and Kurt are just the cutest little masochists. She was found wandering <laughs> the streets of Marana, and Marana's animal control brought her to the Humane Society of Southern Arizona, and she was in pretty bad shape. She had some major abscess teeth that were, and it busted through her cheek. And oh Lord! So she was in hospice not hospice she was in um 
uh, care for two months. So then Kurt and I stepped in and said, okay, we'll take her for the rest of the time that she needs to be under medical care. And then we just fell in love with her and we kept her. And what's the name of this beast? Well, her name is Ruby. (laughs) (laughs) I call her Ruby Doobie. Okay. So she's Ruby. Nice. Miniature Dachshund. Beautiful. So. Uh, I know, um, I I saw the national ad for it. Pardon me. For Mutt Madness. March Muttness. March (laughs) Muttness. I I blew that. Sorry. March Muttness. Yes. Sorry, I got a tickle. That's okay. (coughs) But uh, so so is that something we're going to talk about today? Yes, we are. Awesome. So I I didn't even, all of a sudden I saw the the national commercial. March Muttness is coming up. I'm like, yes. (gasps) So March Muttness was designed after the you know, NCAA format of March Madness. Sure. So shelter animal shelters from across the country, like 64 of them, yep. will participate in an online fundraising program that is all a bracket program. So how they advance is that they, they get bracketed, and then if they raise enough money to beat the other shelter, then they move to the next level. Right. So it's a lot of fun. It goes through March at the same time. It's it's a quick program, but it raises a lot of money for animal welfare across the country and and Hawaii. We have participants from Hawaii. So do we already have our first opponent? Uh, we haven't done the bracketing yet. Okay. Right. Um, right now we're up to, I think, 61 uh, shelters participating. So we need to add a few more to make sure we get to 64. Plus right. have a few extras. But um, it's so much fun. It's so competitive. Absolutely. I, I get people who are texting me in the middle of the night going, okay, what's our standing? I always I always love to make Steve out. Like when he comes, I go, who, who are we going to crush in the next round? This was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even though that everyone's a winner and all I that know. jazz. But. Well, and that's the nice part. I mean, yeah. Even if you go out in the first round, you've still raised some money for your shelter. Well, and again, we know that this need for animal protection in feral animals, cats, dogs, like your Ruby Doobie, right? This yep. is a growing need that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, all the animal shelters across the country are just maxed out on space. Well, you take inflation and the cost of living and what's going on in the world. Sad to say, some of our four-legged or other-legged friends are are, are taking it in the... In the, in, the, in the chin. Yes, or they've got maybe a medical issue, like maybe with Ruby, who knows? Sure. You know, maybe her owners said, I can't fix her teeth and just let her go, Yeah. you know, because, and it's not that it's anything vicious, it's just, it's a, it's the times and people just are, get their back against the wall and they have to make some tough decisions. What other uh, things going on at the Humane Society do the Wakeys need to be aware of? Well, right now we're in the 50-50 raffle for those of you who love to gamble. <laughs> um, so We to, live in Tucson. We're gambling all the time. So. I know, I know. <laughs> um, but today in our, this 50-50 ends on the 28th, but today we're going to draw the early bird winner who gets $500. Wow. So, How but, much is in this thing now in relation uh, to the 50? Right now, we're in about $18,000. So 50% of that goes to the winner. Look at that. So, And we still got another week to go. So, How much is the ticket? Oh, they, they, you can go online. You can get them. I mean, I always buy them. You know, I get the, I spend $40 so I can get 150 tickets. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm with you. No, I'm but fine. you can buy one ticket or you can buy 40. It's up to you. However you want to, but it's been a, it's, it's a lot of fun and people, everybody's a win, comes out a winner in this one as well. So, so you want to go to hssaz.org 
And then how do they buy into the 50-50 on that go site? To, actually, it's if you go to hssa5050.org. Ah. So that'll bring you right to it. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, and it, again, it all goes to help shelter pets. 5050.org. I want to get it right so I can send it out to the crew. Okay. Very cool. Again, so the winner can get around $9,000 right now. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that'll... Help that'll, pay your taxes. That's a lot of dog food. That's a lot. Of, that's <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot Not of as dog. much as it was last year, but... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and how's the thrift store? Uh, and the, oh, my the, gosh. Have you been to the thrift store recently? I, uh, last year, I went to the thrift store. Oh, my gosh. It is so much fun to go to the thrift store because it's just a... For those of you who are thrifters in the audience, you will love going there because there's everything imaginable from color. It's a a beautiful story. You got all that Levitt's furniture in there. Absolutely. And we even have collectibles if people are looking for, you know, collectible. So what I would do is when when Wendy was still had Chef Chic, Mm -hmm. I'd go have breakfast there. Yes. And then walk across and go hit the thrift store after it was over. Yeah. So... But well, now that Wendy's a this big country club chef. This community is so supportive of our not only the Humane Society of Southern Arizona, but our thrift store. Because everything that they donate goes to help support the animals and well, our programs and services. And you got this deal with Levitt's that are they're putting in the oh. stuff that whatever, it's not going, or floor models or whatever, right. and they're giving it to you guys. Yeah, so scratch it's in, and dents. Yep, really yeah. good shape. Yeah, it's it's wonderful furniture. So, you know, in our economic times, the furniture is just going right out the door. So it's, you know, it's a great place to go and look for some treasures. So we need to have you or Steve come back right when much mad, Mutt Madness hits. March Muttness. March <laughs> That's okay, Chris. It's all right. It's early in the morning. You know, Chris Simone screwing those things up make people remember it a little better, I, I think. I agree. I agree. So, yeah, we'll come back. March Muttness. All right. So you guys are going to come back for March Muttness. Whenever that date is, you tell me and we'll get you in and we'll do it. Okay. All right. All right. Definitely. Thank you for having me on today. Thanks for being here. Good to see you again. My say, hi to, say hi to Ruby Doobie. I will. And say hi to Luna. <laughs> I will. Okay. HSSAZ.org to find out how you can help and uh, services for dogs, cats, lizards, wolverines. You, you name, name it. it. Wolverines. <laughs> Birds. <laughs> Mike Zinkins coming up next, uh, talking to Oral Valley. Wake up Tucson, 1030 The Boys, local news and talk.